That clapping we just played was recorded at the end of our Thought Leadership event in London last week. We also held a similar event up north in our Leeds office a few days prior. I'm Steve Playford from Link Group and I'm taking over today's podcast. So, we recently hosted two events for our clients and industry partners to help drive improvements around how companies run their AGMs or any other form of shareholder meeting and engage positively with their shareholders. Each event featured a brilliant presentation from DF King, our proxy solicitation experts, and a run-through of some really interesting new guidance from the Financial Reporting Council. Maureen Beresford and Kelvin Ernest were presenting on behalf of the FRC, and their new guidance sets out some principles that companies can follow to help make AGMs more simple, accessible and effective. I managed to persuade them to join me for a short discussion about this afterwards so that you, our listeners, can find out everything you need to know. So, without further ado, we're going to get right into it. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to our Link Up podcast this morning. So I'm going to start off with with Maureen, if you don't mind, Kelvin, and and to give a little bit of background on um, yourself and, and the FRC. Great. Thanks, Steve. It's been a pleasure to work with you over the last few days. Um, it was really nice to get out of London and talk to people and, and to be here talking to actual people in person and getting feedback on our guidance and what the FRC does. I think it's really important to listen to people's views so that we can learn and we can build on the work that we're doing at the FRC. So what do we do at the FRC? Um, I'm head of uh, corporate governance at the FRC, responsible for the UK corporate governance code, the weights principles and a a whole lot of research that we also do into good governance and and governance practice. Um, And to your question, Steve, why are we interested in AGMs? I mean, it's not an obvious uh, line there. Um, It's all about governance and it is about governance. In our corporate governance code, it clearly states that companies should engage with their uh, stakeholders, which include their shareholders, and they should make the chair and the board available to, to engage. And that puts us right at the heart of actual uh, AGMs and AGMs good practice. And, and that's what we got involved in with uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. We weren't expecting to get involved, but when we started having calls from people going, will my AGM be legitimate? Will we be uh, subject to uh, somebody telling us that all our resolutions were not based in, on, on law? Um, we thought, actually, we ought to get uh, involved in this space. Yeah, it makes absolutely sense. And, and as you said, you mentioned the pandemic, and we all know that the pandemic has changed the way that everybody works. Um, and it's throwing up challenges, but also um, throwing up lots of opportunity as well. Um, Kelvin, have you got anything to, to add to that? No, I just I sort of echoed the same sort of sentiments Maureen has pointed out. I've worked uh, very heavily on the on the guidance, and um, it's been good to reach out to a number of stakeholders and and look at a number of principles that can be used before, during, and after the meeting. I think the pandemic actually, you know, it made us think about and made companies think about whether their articles allowed them to even engage with some of their shareholders other than in person. And I think that's something that comes out in the guidance that Kelvin was involved in. You know, ways of engaging, ways of kind of contacting their their shareholders, whether it be via um, a video link, a webcast, uh, a phone call even um, at the beginning. We mentioned today that that some companies were actually holding their AGMs in a field or on the M25. (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, we've moved away from that. But I think what, what the pandemic did, it was actually make us all think about, one, 
is the AGM fit for, fit for purpose? And, and two, if it is, can we embrace technology and can we use technology to actually get to, to those shareholders that it's difficult to get to? Um, I don't think we're there yet. We've got a way to go. But that was our original aim. Mm-hmm. And, what, and what are the, the sort of key salient points then of the guidance, would you say? So it's, it's mainly sort of built in, in the forms of uh, principles and actions. And those are things that you could use before, during and after the meeting. And we also included an additional principle at the end where um, companies can engage with their shareholders throughout the year. And we felt it was important that um, many of the things that were missed, especially during the time of the pandemic, things like providing clear instructions and also how to facilitate a, a hybrid meeting and if the position is, is clarified of wholly virtual meetings and, and just giving companies guidance on how to interact and engage with their shareholders um, more and more as we, te- as we start to move to a sort of more technological standpoint. In, in the future. Mm-hmm. What's, what's been the, the reaction from the clients and, and companies? I mean, how, how have they taken this and, and how have they, they implemented it? I think it's really interesting. I mean, the, the guidance came out in July, so we've not gone through a full AGM season, but obviously we've had some feedback. We had a stakeholder group that presented their views, um, very wide-ranging views, and, and we've spoken to some of your clients who, who gave us uh, a lot of feedback. And, and the point that I want to make is that the guidance isn't, it's not rocket science. Uh, lots of companies do this anyway, but we wanted to put a marker in the ground to say that this is a starting point. It's almost looking at AGMs and saying that this is something that any company can use as good practice, whether you have one shareholder or 5,000 shareholders, just a bit of practical advice. And we want to kind of move that forward maybe in the next three, four, five years as things evolve. I think the important thing to say is the guidance is not just about AGMs, it's about engagement throughout the year. So we did it on a um, before your AGM, during your AGM, and after your AGM basis. Um, and I don't know whether, Kelvin, you want to talk a little bit more about that. And I would also just highlight, um, just going back onto Maureen's point, you know, that this guidance is flexible and it should be, you know, taken into account that, you know, many companies should not just think, you know, it's just for one sole company, but it's, it's available for everyone and this doesn't have to be followed. We're not here to monitor it. And we want to make sure that, you know, engagement and also AGMs works for everyone and not just one side of the house. Yep. And actually, so, so one of the things that was fascinating about the presentation that you guys did this morning, case studies or examples of how certain companies have actually embraced it and, and are doing things more creatively. Have you got some good examples, some good stories for us? Yeah, so we showed a number of examples today. I think one good example is the Agio Principle 1, where they were able to highlight who were attending the AGM and also reaffirmed that shareholders would be able to vote and also um, ask questions as they were attending in person. You also got the likes of Principle 4, where Marks and Spencers have actually reached out to someone independent, a, a television broadcaster called Anita Anand, and they also allowed her to be act as the shareholder advocate. So she was able to sort of push and, and provide questions to the board, which you know we felt was really good practice, given that a number of concerns we had in 2020 were from shareholders that highlighted that perhaps the chair and maybe the company secretary weren't uh, tabling, you know, the more trickier questions. So, um, yeah, some really, really good examples across the board, but those were the two I felt that should be highlighted. Yeah, they were good, really good examples, and, uh, yeah, they they really stood out. And and the other thing that you spoke about this morning, which um, I thought was 
fascinating, uh, although it looked like a lot of hard work, was the engagement with all of the different bodies, uh, various various organisation, professional bodies uh, that were involved in this. It wasn't just, you know... It, it, it wasn't just the FRC, you know, passing down a tablet of stone and saying, this is what you should do because we're the FRC. There was some incredible engagement with loads of different organisations, wasn't there? Yeah, we, had, we held a, a stakeholder group and that was ranging from the uh, retail shareholders right through to representatives from GC100 and we had the City of Law, London Law Society on there uh, and, you know, investors and um other interested parties, really. And, and, you know, it's not easy to get all those constituents to agree some guidance. You know, some people wanted to go further. Some people wanted to step back a little bit. So to get some guidance out there, I think, for the first time from a regulatory body, is something that we should, you know, be proud of. It might not go as far as some people wanted it to do. Um, I got pushed back this morning from, from somebody in your offices saying, well, we do this as a company all the time. You know, we're very clear on what we send out to our to our sh- shareholders. We actually, you know, we engage with them. We ask questions. We, we offer um, uh, a, a virtual link as well, and we provide all that support. That's brilliant, but not all companies do that. So the aim of this guidance is to bring everybody along to take it, as it suits them, as Kelvin said, it's not one size fits all, and to just look at it and embrace it and think, actually, there's a bit of good practice there. Maybe we should use that, or actually, that's not for us. We don't have enough shareholders to do that, but we might do this in the future. And what we'd like to do going forward is to continue to work with our shareholder group, uh, stakeholder group, sorry, and maybe other, other organisations such as yourself, Ling, who get that feedback on the ground from actually AGMs happening and say, actually, your guidance is not great in this area. But actually, if you did this in the future, that would really push things forward. Um, so we'd really like to hear from people who've looked at the guidance. If you think, think it could be, it could go further, get in touch with us and, and tell us what you think of it and tell us if it's useful. And if it's not useful, we're more than happy to look at it and, and change it. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's really come across that there's a, a flexibility around this and agility. Um, you know, one of the examples that, w- that was used this morning um, was the M&S example. And then somebody in the audience sort of said, oh, well, you know, they're now blocking everybody out of the, of the, of the room, which obviously might have a negative impact. But, you know, the fact that they're trying it is is okay you know it's kind of yep they were saying people aren't going to get their MS goodie bags and that might have a, a negative you know vibe among the shareholders but um they could reintroduce that you know or they could do something hybrid and it's a as, as i mentioned at the very beginning I, I feel like there's opportunity here isn't there to to try these things out and uh, and do something different and do something more creative and we wrapped things up right about there a huge thank you to kelvin and maureen for taking the time to talk to us if you'd like to find out about the FRC and their new guidance, you can go to their website at frc.org.uk where you can access a range of information. The site also has links to their social media feeds, so make sure you give them a follow too. And I've listed their website in the description of this episode. Thanks again for tuning in and don't forget to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Take care.